Okay, so let's learn. So, you know, on Shabbos afternoon, we were learning a piece, uh, a Torah from Tzaddik. So I figured we'll uh, follow with that theme a little bit. So we'll learn a little bit in the Yama the Yanam of the Besamigdash, and Chal Yushalayim, you know, what that means exactly, um, from the lens and from the tires of Tzaddik. So we'll begin like this. I know usually, again, say for Yeshua, we're going to continue with that, but I figure just, you know, it is the, the, the only Sunday we have before Tisha so something a little bit uh, in Yana Diyayma. So we'll begin with the Zayar, okay? So there's the Zayar in Parsha Shlach, okay? The Zayar over here is, it, it's part of a larger Torah, but uh, the Zayar is talking about exactly what the role of the Beis Amigdash is. What, what was that Beis Amigdash? Again, it was, a, it was a building, it was a place that you would bring Karbonus in, to be a regal, but in Primius, we all understand that whether we, like, you know, whether it's an understanding in chushis or not, but I, I think we all, we all understand on some level the Beis HaMikdash was not just a place. It was that, by, that, by that structure being, being there, something was plugged in like this. Something happened. There's a difference in Kalal Yisrael. There's a difference in the world between having a Beis HaMikdash and not a Beis HaMikdash. So this is what the Zohar is trying to explain. So the Zohar says like this, in Parshish Shlach, Tochazi, come and see. Kad baruch barnash ba'alma, when the Rabbana Shalom created the, the human being in the world, the Rabbana Shalom created the human being to reflect the higher world. Right? So the, the Pasuk says that the human being was created with Selma Lekim, the image of Hashem, was made the image of Hashem. It means that the same way the Rabbana Shalom created the higher world, and the same way the Rabbana Shalom reveals himself, so that's how he created the human being as well. So every body part, for example, is going to be a reflection of some Indian in how the Rabbana Shalom runs the world. So says the Zohar, that's the Klaus, so says the Zohar, Now in the human being, the Rabbani Shalom put the strength, the central, the uh, Chayel uh, means vigor, the and strength, in the middle of the human being's body. There's one particular organ in the middle of the human being's body, which is the Iker strength of the human being. The Taman Shariyalib, and that's the heart. That's the heart. The heart is considered to be the ikr and the, the strength of the human being. We'll see. Do tuk for the kolgufa, that's where the strength for the whole body comes. Umitaman, it's on kolgufa, and from there the entire body is nourished, right? We know that's where, you know, all oxygenated blood is pumped through the whole body in every single cell from the heart. Now this heart, says the Zayar, is, again, the, the, the force behind the strength of the body. And this heart is connected, it's, it's united, the iskif, and is bound, ba'asar ilo delayla, with a higher place, the yumaycha deresha, which is the brain, the shari la'ela. So as the way the Zara Kaddish is described in the body, it's as if there's two different uh, sections. There's the part of the human being which is completely transcendent and above, that's the brain. And then there's the body, then there's uh, your, human, your human body down here. And the heart is sort of that bridge, right? The heart uh, draws energy from the brain and uses that to enliven the heart, to enliven the body. So that's what, that's what the Zara is saying over here. So the heart is united and one with that higher element, which is the brain above. That's the human being. Kigav says the Zara Kaddish, and similarly, Alma, when the Rabbanishu created the physical world, the physical world also models this, is also along this, this model. Isdar Yeshuva the Kol Shiva Umin Ischar Yushalayim. The Zohar Kaddish says that the, all seventy nations, the entire world, basically corresponds to the human body. So just as the human body, you know, let's let's break it down. You have three, sort of three parts, right? You have the body, which is being energized by the heart, and that heart is drawing energy from a higher place, which is called the brain. 
So it says the Zara, so too it is with uh, the world. You have, you have all the 70 nations, you have uh, all, the, you know, all the countries and face all the uh, um, uh, continents and so on. And it's all, that's all the body. And it's surrounding the heart. And what is the heart? So the Zara says like this. Again, four lines from the top. When the Rebbe created the world, he established the Yishuv, the place of the settlement of all 70 nations, around Yishalayim. Yishalayim is in the middle, you know, uh, spiritually speaking, it's in the middle of the entire world. The Ischar Laharabayis, Yishalayim is really surrounding another place, which is the Harabayis. The Harabayis Ischar Lazarus, the Harabayis is surrounding the courtyards of the base of Migdash. The Tanina, and now the Zara puts something in parentheses, which is strange, we'll have to see. And we learned, less Yeshiva Bazar El Malche Beis David Bil Chudai. That the only people that are allowed to sit in the courtyard of the Beis Migdash are kings from the house of David. Okay. Now, obviously, the Zara is just putting in that halacha over here, like completely random. Okay, we'll have to see about that. But anyway, going back, so you have the whole world surrounding Yushalayim, surrounding the courtyard. The Inunazaris Mischal Ulam, these courtyards are surrounding the Ulam, the the chamber of the base of Migdash, Vulam Lahechal, and the Ulam is then surrounding the inner chamber, the Hechal of Kachem, and then you go even further in, it's the Holy of Holies, the Taman, and over there in the Kadesh Kachem, Shechin Ashari, the Divine Presence rests, the Kapoyeris, the Kruvim Aran, the Aran, and so on, the, uh, the Ark of the Covenant is there, the Hachahuliba, the Kol Aran, and that is the heart of the entire world. That's the heart, the Kadesh Kachem. It's the heart of the whole world, the Alma, uh, the Kol Aran, the Alma, the whole, the whole planet, the whole world. And just like by the human being, the heart is what sustains and gives uh, energy to the whole body, so to the Kadesh HaKadshim is what sustains the whole world. The Inun Shaifi Degufa, which are the limbs of the body, and so the rest of the world is like the limbs, and it's all being sustained by the heart. And where is this heart getting its chiyas from? Again, just like in the body, the heart is connected to the brain. So this heart is also drawing energy from a higher brain. And they're united with each other. And this higher brain, as the Zara continues to talk about, it, it's the Beis Mala, the heavenly Beis HaMikdash. We know there's such an idea. So that's, what the, that's the picture the Zara Kaddish is painting. So for our purposes, what we're seeing is that the Beis HaMikdash and the Zara is being described as the heart of the world. Not only not Befrat, just the base of English, but more particularly, the Kaddish HaKadosh. The truth is, this is already referenced in Chazal, in the Mishnah, in Tainas. I, I mentioned this uh, last week. The Mishnah says, there's a Pasuk in Shir Shir. The Pasuk says, Hashem describes uh, him uh, certain, uh, certain days that he was uh, very much Basimcha. The Pasuk says, Yom Chasunah, the day of his marriage. Yom Simcha, the day of the rejoicing of his heart. Says the Gemara, Yom Chasunas, the day of the Hashem's marriage, means Har Sinai, when we and the Rav Shalom uh, became married, so to speak. And then Yom Simchas Liba, the day of the rejoicing of the heart, that's bidding the Beis HaMikdash. So here you see, that's what Chazal are coming from. This idea is that the Beis HaMikdash is considered to be the heart of, um, of the world. Okay, so in order to figure out what the Beis HaMikdash means, like, so, what does that mean? What, what, is, what is the role of Beis HaMikdash? What is different about a world... With the base of English, without a base of English, what we're seeing is that it's not just like a little piece. That's 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 a world with a heart and a world without a heart. That's a big difference. It's almost death itself, right? So we have to figure this out. What exactly? How do we translate this? Okay. So in Marmokah number two, there's a piece from Rav Tzadik in one of his Sarm Takanas Hashavim. 
It's on page 74. Now, Tzadik over here is talking about, the whole Sefer really over there is talking about the concept of tshuva. Okay? So, and Tzadik is dealing with the following Pasuk. There's a Pasuk that's going to connect to what we're talking about with the Beis HaMikdash. It says in Pasuk, Levavai Yavin, Vishav, Varafalai. It says in Pasuk, describing about tshuva, someone that's doing tshuva, Levavai Yavin, his heart understands, Vishav, and he does tshuva, Varafalai, and he is healed. Okay? Varafalai. Okay. So this Pasuk is, is unique. This Pasuk is, is connecting tshuva with the heart. Levavai Yavin, his heart understands, and he does tshuva. That's number one. And number two, the result of this tshuva is refalai, is considered to be a healing, right, from the, whatever, from Averis. But what's interesting is the description of this pasuk of refalai is different than in other places. Other places where we have um, tshuva being described as a refua, it's, Lamashal, uh, erpa mushuvasam. The pasuk says, I will heal you in the future. Refalai indicates a, a healing as if there was never a sickness. Rafalai, not just going forward. Rafalai means even retroactively. Everything is healed from the very beginning. So what this, what this Pasuk is telling us, in, in a certain sense, right. So in, in other words, when we think of tshuva, again, we're going to go to tshuva for a second. When we think of tshuva, there's really two aspects of tshuva. There's one side of tshuva which is a little bit more understandable, and there's another side of tshuva which really doesn't make any sense. The aspect of tshuva that makes sense, which is, okay, going forward. You know, you know, two people get into an argument with each other, one does something that uh, they regret, so he asks forgiveness, and the person says, fine, I forgive you. That means going forward, I'm not going to hold it against you. Going forward, I'll, I'll, we'll go weiter. Fine. So that, that we ha- and we have such descriptions of tshuva and other psukim, like erpa mishuvasim, I will heal you going for- in the future. But then we have this idea of tshuva, that tshuva is not just a matter of like going forward, the Rebbe is not going to hold it against you. There's such a thing of tshuva as what it's, it, it, it's maha, it changes the Avera into a mitzvah. It, it erases the Avera. It literally as if it goes back in time to undo it. Now, this is a Pella. This is something that needs a tremendous amount of thought and, and, and understanding because an Avera is not just by human You did something wrong. Like by a human being, there's such a thing. Okay, listen, you did something to upset me. I could forgive you. Fine. I'm Amisha. I'll erase it from my memory. It's as if it didn't happen. But an Avera is not just doing, it's not just upsetting God. An Avera is reality. It's a reality. If a person eats something poisonous, and they say to themselves, you know what, I really regret, I wish I didn't do it. That means that the poison goes, goes away. There's a reality to, to mitzvahs. Mitzvahs are a reality. By doing something good, it means you're connecting yourself to truth. By doing something wrong, you're connecting yourself to that which is evil, that which is, uh, that which is uh, you know, detrimental to the neshama. So the concept of tshuva, of the Rabbanu was just like, okay, I'm not going to punish you, I'm not going to look at you in a negative way, that's fine. But, but how could tshuva possibly work in such a way where it literally undoes the mistake? The mistake is not, it's not just a matter of, uh, of you upset God. There's a reality that you just did to yourself. If a person, you know, if a person uh, cuts themselves or something like that, they can't just undo it by regretting it. There's a rea- you did something, what am I supposed to do? So this idea of levavoy yavin, that your heart understands, v'shav, and you do tshuva from this point that's called the heart, urfoloy, and that means that the refua happens from the beginning, that there never was a sickness. What this pasuk is indicating is not just a tshuva that's able to sort of get you and Hashem on the same page. 
it's much deeper than that. It's a tshuva that's able to somehow re, re, you know, uh, rewrite history. That, that's a pella. Rewrite but reality. The, rewrite reality itself. And, that, and the Pasuk is connecting this level of tshuva, this truth of tshuva, with the understanding of the heart. It says we have to figure this out. So let's take, take a look at Rapsadik and Marmok number two. Again, this is something, I don't know, listen, there's only so much, you know, we're, we're, we're not going to sit here for hours to try to uh, explain all of this, but uh, those that have been listening to, to Shirm over the, since I started talking, then uh, these are ideas that are familiar, but uh, not necessarily does that mean it's any more understandable the hundredth time that you hear it, but it is what it is. So Rapsadik says like this, when it comes to understanding logically, there's no, there's no place for tshuva to work. I mean, logically speaking, to protect a person from the death that should be coming through the Avera. Again, death is extreme, but any level of, of, of damage that was done, Chachma dictates that there's nothing to do. It is what it is. The answer is as follows: Shakolzel, this this entire this entire limitation of of thinking. Well, it already happened, which means that you can't undo it. Like it is what it is. That limitation, Shakolzel, that reality is mitzadachukim shechaka kashemis baruch ba'olamai. That's all based on the finite world and the finite rules that the Rebbeinu created to govern a finite world. So we live in a finite world, right? There's only so. You know, I mean, they want to go to Mars, but there's only, you know, there's a finite world out there, and there are finite rules governing this world. What's what's a rule that governs this world? Well, cause and effect, right? Cause and effect means that there's only one direction to go. So, you know, you start point A, you go to point B, and you can't go back. It is what it is. That's part of the finite world. It's part of the rules of reality, which is time, space, and that's it. And through the, uh, the, the Midas, the uh, attributes of Hashem and the statements that Hashem made in the beginning of time to create a world of seven days, which gives specific dimension and, and limitations to all things. So just as the Rebunisha created a physical world that's, that's structured with rules and regulations and there's only so much you can do, you can't break these rules. Right? You could maybe bend it sometimes, but you can't really break it. So to the Rebbe created spiritual rules as the, as, as the root of these physical limitations. So one of the spiritual rules is cause and effect. Right? The person does an Avera, means that the Nisham has been poisoned. Uh, the Nisham is damaged right now. You could, again, you could, you could make up with Hashem that going forward, you know, you know we're buddy-buddy, but, but the, the damage is done. And based on these rules of, of the world, these are the rules of the rules of Torah that limit a person. Which is which and the human being is, is is part of the world. But Chazal say Hashem is Chazal say that the created Shuvah before the world. Right? Shuvah was the first thing to be created even before there was a world. So everyone asks, does that mean what's Shuvah? Shuvah is the backup plan. Shuvah is you do something wrong. And then Rashi says, okay, you know what? If you did something wrong, here's tshuva. So it doesn't make sense for tshuva to be the first thing created. So what does it mean tshuva was the first thing created? Says Ratzadik, tshuva means that reality of infinite truth before the finite world. Tshuva means, tshuva is an access point. Tshuva is a, is a, uh, a wormhole. Tshuva is... Is a is a is a is a trick. It's, a, it's like a cheating code, like in a, in a you know in a in a game, whatever it is, to get you to the reality 
of what is and what was before the Rabbanu Shalom made these rules. It's true. There are rules of Torah and the rules of Chachm and the rules of logic of Torah dictate that a person eats something not kosher, it's going to cause damage. It is what it is. And Torah, and, and from that point of finite reality and down, you're limited with what you can do. But there is such a thing, but that, but that rule itself, which is logical and, and absolutely true, but that was also created. And there is a truth that, come, that, pre, that predates that, that system, that structure. And that truth that predates the system that, of that structure is the, is the our ain't safe we described as, as the infinite light of God, the infinite truth of God. And in that infinite place, these limitations don't exist. These limitations were created from that infinite God, and from that point down, now we're limited, now we're stuck. But if you could somehow get into that place or, or connect to that truth which comes before the world, then everything could be on its head. Then you're not limited by anything. I, it's, it's illogical to be able to say that what I just ate should not affect me. That's only true from Chachman down, from the creation of the finite world and down. But if you could connect to what was before, then there's absolutely no limitation at all. Their bunch was infinite. Infinite means no limitation. Infinite means what is beyond our ability to even conceptualize is possible. And so there is, so what's the access point? Tshuva. Tshuva is one of the 613, but it's a mitzvah that sort of allows you to, to ascend and to connect to that truth that comes before, well, that comes before Tyre itself. Listen to what he says. Hashem created Shuva before the world. And Shuva comes before the Torah itself. There is a level that's above Torah. There's a level that's above the, the, the created world. And if you're able to get there, you have now reached a place that's above the world, above the limitations, the and its, and its, and its rules. And the, the, the sins and the, the, that, that force you to sort of uh, uh, be in a, in a particular position because of the limitations of the world, they don't reach there. They don't reach there. This is the meaning of when you find in Chazal that such a thing as the gates of tshuva, right? We say in Tzlichas, Hashem opens the gates. Hashem opens the gates for those that bang with the intention of tshuva. What does it mean, the Sharei tshuva? The gates of, what does that mean? There's a chamber over there, it opens up. The answer is, the Shari Tshuva, it's a, it's, it's a metaphor for this idea of, of trying to break through the barrier of, of logic itself, of sort of trying to ascend the, the world that, uh, the finite world that was created. Now again, this finite world is very big and very complicated in its itself. And the Rabbanu Shalom, therefore, what he had, now, it, it, here, here's the, the difficulty. If we're created in the, in the physical, you know, limited even spiritual, the, the limited, finite world of Torah, how do you just magically ascend above it? So what the Rabbanu Shalom did is like a cheat code. The Rabbanu Shalom did is that he infused within the rules and regulations of Torah a particular mitzvah, which this mitzvah is your window to ascend into that higher place. That's called tshuva. So it's one of the 613, but the nature of this particular mitzvah, 613, is to be a, 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 a ladder through which you could ascend to a place that's really above all 613. So tshuva comes before all of Tyra, but it's put in Tyra in such a way. This is the heart. Understand? Just like, remember the Zara said, what is the nature of the heart? The nature of the heart is to be a bridge, to enliven the body with what energy? With energy that's coming from a much higher place that's called the brain, that's really above the, above the body. Ulavavai yavin v'shav. The heart understands and does tshuva, or and is healed retroactively from the sickness. 
the heart means just as there is a mitzvah, there's this reality in Torah that's called tshuva, that allows you to ascend to a place, to connect to a place that was before all of these limitations. So, so too, there's a point in Nishmas Yisrael that corresponds to that, right? We know that the Jewish person is reflection of Torah. We're, we have 613 limbs, right? So there's one particular, just as there's a mitzvah of tshuva, right? There's a mitzvah of tshuva, which is the ability to to break through the limitation, to sort of act as a bridge between what came before the world and the world itself. So, and Nishmas Yisrael is specifically designed to be able to access that. And that corresponds to the heart. That is the heart. And so too in physical place, the Beis HaMikdash, and the Kodesh HaKadosh in particular, was a place in which this truth was manifest. The Beis HaMikdash was not just, okay, now it's a building, you have Karbanas. The Beis HaMikdash was... When there was a Beis HaMikdash, this truth of our ability to break through all the limitations of this world and to actually connect to what came before the world, a limitless, infinite dimension, a limitless place inside of ourselves, that was the Beis HaMikdash. So he says like this, This is the opening of the gates of Tshuva. These are the gates that are above any other gates. Of any 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 system that governs the world, the the gates of tshuva are above it. Now says Ritzadik, there's one day of the year. We know this idea that that everything in in a person corresponds to a particular place, which also corresponds to a particular time. So now what we have, we're trying to figure out that that part of a person is called the heart. So now we've identified what that means. What is the heart? The heart is that organ, which spiritually speaking, means an access point to connect you to everything that's, that's, that's beyond, uh, to everything that's, that's, that, that's beyond your reach. You know, every, there are certain limitations that you have spiritually speaking. The heart means an access point to get above all of that, to go beyond it, to connect to what was before the world, where everything was mamish, infinite light, and it's all absolutely perfect. And that's what the heart is. And there's a place on earth that corresponds to that. That's the base amygdala, shakadish shakadshah. And there's a, pl- there's a time that corresponds to that, which is Yom Kippur. That's why Yom Kippur is a day of Kapara. So much so, the Gemara says that what? That Yom Kippur is Mechapa, that Yom Kippur atoned by itself. Even though we pass that you have to do a little tshuva, but the Iker Kapara is happening just on its own. How does such a thing happen? Because these gates, the heart of the world, is being opened and being activated by the nature of that day, called Yom Kippur. The tshuva that you have to do in Yom Kippur is just to sort of uh, climb on that rocket ship, you know, just, just, just to connect to that truth that's happening. But that heart is being activated. This is why Davka on Yom Kippur, the Kadin Gadol, goes where? Into the Kadesh HaKadshim. Because that's exactly, in, in order to bring a kapara, because that, that, what, what, what's happening at that time is that there's an activization, acti- uh, uh, he's activating the heart of the entire world, the heart of every single Jew. Ulovavai yavin v'shav v'rafalai. That's what's going on. Exactly. Exactly. That's why, by the way, the heart is a very interesting organ because although, like the Zara says, it's the ikr, it's the ikr. But we know that from the from the Zara Kaddish and the Kisari that the lim- that the, the structure of a body of a person's body corresponds to uh, to uh, to the spheres, right? Again, I'm not explaining what this means, but it's well known. Like the right arm is chesed and the left arm is gvura. And the right leg is netzach, and the right le- and the left leg is 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 height, and so on and so forth. What's the heart? There's no sphere corresponding to the heart, which is a pella. The heart is like 
uh, everything okay. You know, like a person uh, could live without a, without a limb, right? He can't live without a heart. So why would the heart not have a sphere? The answer is the heart doesn't have a specific sphere. Adarab, the whole the inner of the heart and the kisferi is it's everything. It's the pinimius. It's the it's the it's it's through which the body in chitzonius accesses a much deeper, higher reality that's called the brain. It, 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 it doesn't, ha- it's not anything on its own. Adraba, that's the point of it. it. It cannot be defined. It cannot be defined. Just as the Kaddish HaKadshem is Lamalam and Lamalam and Amakim, it doesn't make sense over there, and it's completely hidden. So Ritzalik goes on, he says, We do a bazaar, and he quotes the bazaar that we just saw. It's known in the bazaar, the, the third paragraph, the base Kaddish HaKadshem, who leave the Kalara, that the, the Kaddish HaKadshem is the heart of the entire world, the Tamon Halev Maven. And over there, the heart understands. Raza debina ila. It's a mistake. Raza debina ila. What is the heart understand? What's that? That plastic. Lovava yavin. The heart will understand and do tshuva. What does that mean? What what piece of information is the heart learning that then allows you to do tshuva? The binas halev lovava yavin. The the understanding of the heart is that the heart is is intuitively sensing that there's a way to fix the past. And this is something that the mind, that, that the human mind cannot comprehend. But the heart, Chochme cannot understand this, but Binas Halev, the understanding of the heart, there's a, a, a Yavin, the heart understands that there is an access point to ascend to that place which comes before all limitations, Vishav, and that's where I'm going to do Tshuva from, Urefalai, and the Refuah will come. That's Lovava Yavin. So, in a certain sense, yeah, because it's it's sort of like um, like everything and nothing. It it it's what acts. It what brings a person to that uh, to that so higher place. Right, right. So, in in the physical body, the physical body. That's where the heart uh, the heart is. Like that's why you'll find in the svarim that the heart is a major major place of where where the neshama resides within a person. Even though from there, you know, it, it fills the whole body. No different than the blood that's pumped from the heart. That's exactly the point. So the, the Maich is also, the Maich is also, but the truth is, uh, the Leshem has a big discussion about this. It's hard to go into the details about this, but the Leshem says that the truth is the, the Neshama that's within the Maich is really the Neshama of the Ruach, which is Baker and the Leif. Mm-hmm. So it really, it really all starts with the heart. That's really where it all starts with. So he says like this, um, yeah, the second line, Hashem created the time, the year, corresponding to the world. And there's one day, which is just as the heart really doesn't fit. In other words, there's, there's no sphere connected to it. It doesn't fit in this world. Adarab, its point is to connect you to what came before the world. So too, there's one day of the year that also doesn't fit in the calendar. It's just like it doesn't, doesn't make sense. Before Yom Kippur, like imagining Yom Kippur, you can't imagine Yom Kippur. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't... You can't put yourself in that place of Yom Kippur before Yom Kippur. You have to just wait for Yom Kippur to come. You know, so Yom Kippur is, is, is that day also. It's, it's above the rest of the year. And Yom Kippur in the year is similar to the Kaddish in the world itself, in the heart and the person. And that's really where the root of tshuva lies. So in, in other words, what Tzaddik is telling us is an amazing thing, is that when you think about tshuva, very often people think of just the program of tshuva, the, the technicalities of tshuva. What is tshuva? You'll say, what tshuva is, is regretting, vidui, you know, uh, you know uh, confessing, and, and then committing not to do it again. That's all what tshuva looks like, but there's a heart, that's the body, you know what I'm saying? That's the body that's being enlivened 
by that heart. But the root of tshuva is coming from that deep understanding of the heart, which intuitively knows that there's a way, that there's, that there's something bigger than all finite limitations that I'm living within. That, that's really the, the, the root of, of the, the mechanics of tshuva. Of course, you have to go through the steps of tshuva because you're living in a finite world. But the root of tshuva is coming from bina saleh, from the, from, the, from the understanding, the knowledge of the heart. And so this is, this is what uh, Ratzalik is telling us, Rosham Ikra Tshuva, the root of Tshuva is really coming from this understanding of the heart. That's why, I mean, this, this is what Hashem will get to, you know, we'll get to El and so on, but most of the, most of the Sifri Musr that are, that, are, that are talking about Tshuva, most of them are only describing after the heart. They're describing the, the program of Tshuva and maybe some things to motivate you to jump on that program. But very few svarim in shuva are really talking about bina salev, the understanding of the heart, and the intuition that a Jew needs to have in order to bechlal be motivated and to believe in shuva. Because it's one thing if you believe in shuva, right? Okay, fine. So now I just need to be, you know, uh, I have to be prodded to to get on board. But if a person only hears about the limbs, but there's no there's no discussion of the heart that's enlivening those limbs then it's going to be very hard to, to sustain such a tshuva. If you have a good heart, then the heart will uh, take care of the rest, you know? So uh, there's very few storms that talk about that. There are some. Maybe we'll get involved with them uh, all the time, but that's what that's what tshuva is. So tshuva is one of the mitzvahs. This is one of the mitzvahs that tshuva should work. And this is the dynamic of it, that the Rabbanisham weaved within the limitations of the world a way to access what was what is before the limitations. That's what he says. Um, El is uh, the, uh, the three lines before the end. El Shuvahelam Baha'i Alma. It's just that this truth of Chuva is concealed in the world, right? We don't it's not something we could understand. It's sort of an intuition. Just as the Kaddish HaKadshem was there, but no one ever saw it, right? It was, it was completely hidden on purpose. It was completely concealed. No one was allowed into the Kaddish HaKadshem. Even Malachim were not allowed into the Kaddish HaKadshem, except one person one time a year on Yom Kippur, right? And so to the heart... The organ obviously is concealed, but beyond that, what the heart means is omuk mi the enu. No one understands the heart. Rakani Hashem chayker life. So this is what Tzadik is telling us now. So the base. So again, so going back. So the base Migdash meant. What, what is the difference between a world with a base Migdash and a world without a base Migdash? A world with a base Migdash. A world without a base Migdash is a world where all one sees is limitations. All one experiences is limitations. The, world's, the rules are completely unbreakable. The limitations of oneself, the limitations of how Hashem runs the world, are just stuck. You're stuck in that box. There's nowhere out. A world with a base of Megdash means also you're in a world with limitations and rules and regulations, but you know, but there's an intuition that's alive and well within Nishmas Yisrael, the heart, which says, yeah, there's limitations, but Lamaisa, there's a way out of it. And everything that, you, everything that we see within ourselves and we limit ourselves with that's all because we don't have a Beis HaMikdash. A world with a Beis HaMikdash means that you would never limit yourself. There's no, there's, no, there's no such thing because there's a part of you, there's an intuition of the heart that knows that we come from a place that's above these limitations. This is why, this is why we find that the heart is something that's always connected with tefillah, right? It says in Pasuk, you should serve Hashem with all your heart. What does it mean? The service of the heart, Chazal say, is tefillah. Everyone asks, how does tefillah work, right? The guy uh, is davening for Parnassah. 
one second. You, you believe in God, yeah? That's why you're davening. You believe God knows what he's doing, yes? Okay, so God knows what he's doing. So you shouldn't have a pronounce. Obviously, either you did something wrong, right? Or whatever the mazli, whatever the pshat is, you have a limitation in life. You don't have a pronounce. So what, what are you davening? Why are you davening? And what do you expect davening to do? If you want to, if you want to start doing shuva and repairing your life, fine, maybe that'll help. Maybe the reason why you don't have a pronounce is because of some aver that you did. But to not do tshuva and just to ask Hashem for it, what are you doing? The answer is, tefillah doesn't make any sense unless it's coming from the heart. The same heart that says, of course, of course there's limitations, but I believe there's, there's a way to break through those limitations. And when I get to that place of unlimited place, mm-hmm. the past can be redefined, everything can be redefined. That's how, that's how tefillah works too. One cannot daven unless it's coming from the same place that tshuva comes from. I mean, this is also why, by the way, I mentioned that in the structure of tshuva, one of the most important elements is vidoy, right? To confess. How, how do we say vidoy? So you don't just say, and the main thing is to say, you know, chatan, chatasi, you know, I sinned, I did this wrong. But that you started with what? Ana Hashem. Please Hashem, I sinned. That's what the Raman puts it. That's how the Raman formulates it. What does that mean? What, what am I, what do you mean? What am I, you, you want to say two separate things. You want to confess your sins and then you want to daven that Hashem should accept it. But the Raman Paskins that you have to weave tefillah in the vidui. You have to say, please Hashem, I sin. The answer is because you, if you're doing proper tshuva, if it's coming from, the same, from that heart, that's the same place tefillah comes from. They're one and the same. The same person, for example, that what? Dovin HaMelech, right? Dovin HaMelech, who is the davener of the Jewish people, he said about himself, Va'ani tefillah, I am davening. He's also the one that's taken by Elisha tshuva. He's also the one to establish the, the, the world of tshuva. It's one and the same. And this is also why, this is also why Dovin Melch is the king, and the Raman Paskins in Hilchas Molochem, that the king is considered the heart of the Jewish people. That's what the Raman says in Halach. It's one of the few cases where the Raman like veers off Halacha a little bit. The Raman says the reason why we're so machid, we're so cautious for the king, that he shouldn't have so many wives, and he shouldn't be involved in so much Gashmi, it's like we're worried about his spirituality, is not only for he himself. Says the Rambam, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's, it's interesting the Rambam writes this, but the Rambam says, if the king veers off, he's the heart of the Jewish people. It means everyone's going to veer off. So these are, this is what's going on. The Dovin is the king. He's the heart. And that same heart is where tefillah comes from, Vani tefillah, and it's where tshuva comes from. It's all one and the same. Therefore, in a certain sense, this is ultimately the great strength of the Jewish people and the great divide between the Jewish people and the Umasailam, the nations of the world. The Jewish people are described by Rabbi Levi as the heart of creation. You understand? The, the nations of the world, like the Zara says, the nations of the world is what? It's the body surrounding the heart. But the heart is what? Is Eretz Yisrael, Yerushalayim, Beis HaMiklash, it's the Jewish people. The Jewish people are considered to be the heart of reality. And therefore, Davka, the Jewish people, are given this task and this, I, this intuition of sensing that, of course, we live in a finite world, but these rules are breakable. I... How are they breakable? I can't explain it. I just know it. So Davka, the Jewish people, are given this ability of davening, the ability of tshuva, the Beis HaMikdash. This is why, it, 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 you know, it, it's something interesting. Ritzelik points this out. There's a lot to talk about. But Ritzelik points out, it's interesting that, you know, if you compare Maisha to David, Maisha is chachma, Maisha is wisdom. Maisha gives us the Torah. Torah means the rules. David HaMelech is tefillah. David HaMelech is tshuva. David HaMelech means the heart. David HaMelech means... There are no rules. So what's interesting is, Ritzalik points out, that Maisha Rabbeinu, Davin Tashem, that the Shechina should only reside in the Jewish people. It should not reside amongst the nations of the world. 
Whereas Shleimah HaMelech, the son of David, when he built the base of Megdash, if you look in Sefer Malachim, when he gives a whole tefillah, a whole speech at the inauguration, what's his Iker focus? His Iker focus is that this should be a place that the, all the nations of the world focused on. That all the tefillahs of all nations, everyone should come to, to, to the base of Megdash. So what's the Pshat? So Maishar Rabbeinu is trying to separate the nations of the world from the Jewish people to make us unique. Whereas Shleimah HaMelech is like happy with spreading the wealth. What's the Pshat? Pshat is, <laughs> says Ritz that Moshe Rabbeinu is wisdom, Chachma. In terms of Chachma limitations, there's, you might fall into a mistake to think that there's no difference between a Jew and a guy. Therefore, because of that, to, to counter that, like the Gemara says, like Megillah, Chachma Bagayim Taman. Wisdom in the nations of the world? Yeah, there's wisdom there. There's no Torah there, but there is wisdom. So because there might be this mistake of thinking, well, the, the nations of the world and the Jewish people, in terms of Chachma, what Maishar Bain, the limitations, the, the, the structure, the, the, the finite world, we're all living in the finite world. So what's the difference? So because of that, Maishar Bain has to say, no, 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 there is a difference. And he has to daven to Hashem, the Shechina should not reside in the nations of the world. But Shleim Melch is coming from David Melch, which is the heart of Tefillah, which means that the Jew, and, and it's only the Jewish people are that heart. We're the only ones that access this reality was before the world. He's not intimidated by the nations of the world also davening. Because there's no, it, 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 it's not, it, it can't be the same. In other words, Moshe Rabbeinu, I can say the word's intimidated. Moshe Rabbeinu is concerned if the Shekhinah would reside in the nations of the world in his way of Chachma, then it would be very hard to see the difference between the Chachma of the nations of the world and our Chachma. Because we're all living, we're all living in a finite world anyway of, of Chachma. Therefore, he has to separate. Mashenkin, Davra Melchim, and Shlema Melech, they're not intimidated. They have no problem with the nations of the world davening by the base of Megdash because it's, it, 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 you can't ever make that mistake of thinking that they have the heart. We have the heart. We're the heart. This is why, if you take a look at Marmukha number three, now this gets into real Ratzalik territory. Ratzalik says like this Kiknesis Yisrael Darga de Tfila. Right? The Jewish people are tefillah, right? Our identity, what makes us unique vis-a-vis the nation's world, we are the heart. And again, what does the heart mean? The heart means davening. The heart means tshuva. The heart means the Kaddish HaKadshim. Which, by the way, just going back for a second, this is why it seems to be, like if you just go through history, it seems that this world just doesn't, the basement just doesn't fit. It just doesn't fit. Like, Chorm is Rishon, Vayashani, waiting so long for Vayashlishi. It's almost as if, like, it, it's a miracle for the Tadiyah Beis in English. And that it really is the truth. The Beis English does not fit. It doesn't fit. The, the, what the Beis English is a, a connecting us to what came before the world. So this world, it doesn't really match. It's, it's a miracle to have a Beis English. It's, uh, it's not Midar Chateva to have such a thing. Yeah, so he said, it's not compatible, right? So the Knesset Yisrael is Tefillah. The Yisrael, and says, like this, Adarava, Lo'izachel u'shum ma'ila elai de'achesarin ha'kaidah. Says Ratzadik, let's let's put it all together. If the Jewish people are the heart, and the Jewish people and the heart means a, a reality that was before the world, right? And the heart means davening, and the heart means tshuva. Then, in order for something to be quintessentially Jewish, in order for something to be truly connected to that heart, that it has to be something that you're davening for. It has to be something that you're doing tshuva on. Which means, and Rabbi says, Yisrael that any true Maila the Jewish people individually or collectively ever attained, as always was preceded by a chasar by a deficiency that we had to overcome with davening and tshuva. It's an amazing thing, right? We only had the Mishkan after the Egel. 
We come into Eretz Yisrael after the intermarriage with the women of Midian. All these inyanim. The Beis Hamidish is built after the Mishkan Shiloh was destroyed. Like, what's the Hashkach Pratis in that? The answer, is, the, Rabbani, but the answer is, if you want to have something that's quintessentially Jewish, it means it has to be coming from Binas Halev. And the only way it's, things could be coming from Binas Halev if, it's, if, it's, if, it's, if everything in the finite world says impossible. And then you dig down deep enough in your intuition, in your heart, and say, you know what? I know every, all the rules say it's impossible, but Afal Pikein, I don't believe in those rules. And then you daven and you do tshuva about it, and then the thing can emerge. So it's only with... Everything depends on tefillah. Everything depends on tefillah. Everything depends on tshuva. Because not only like... Because the Rebbe was just like, yeah, you have to ask for it. It's much deeper than that. Tefillah is the way through which the Jewish people bring down reality that came before the world. Tshuva is how we do that. Otherwise, everything, if a person has something not with tefillah and not with tshuva, then, it, then all you're having is something that's very finite in the finite world, no different than the nations of the world. How do you get something? How do you receive a gift that was from before the world, only through that vantage point, only through that nakud that's called the heart, with tefillah and with tshuva? I mean, this is why you Tishavav, getting to our time of the year, the whole took over the nine days, which is mourning the Beis HaMikdash, describing how much we're missing is also how we're building the base of it. Because again, because that, that's the Nakuda, the more empty the heart, right? The more empty the feeling, the more, the more uh, helpless it would seem in terms of the limited world that the Rabbanishim created, Adaraba, that's exactly what you need to motivate yourself to connect to the heart, which, which goes above these limitations. As long as there's an Eitzah, right? As long as there's an Eitzah within the rules, within the regulations of this world, that means you're not getting to the heart. But if you get to a, to a dead end and there's nowhere to go, then you have no choice. So if, if it's from the nations of the world, then that's mamajiyash, that's despair, because there's nowhere to go. Tak. But if you're a yid and you have a heart, it means when you hit that border, you hit that wall, it means, fine, it means that you dig, that, that the intuition of the insulate will kick in and say, there is no wall, or there's a way above the wall. And that's where Jewish matanas come from. And so it has to be with tefillah, it has to be with tshuva. As he says, the Bakol Inyan Maila, any Maila, any gift that the Jewish people are given, Yesh Madrege by Sedavar, there's a level in that gift, there's a level in that gift which is coming from the Oymek Reishis, from the depths of beginning, from all the way before this world was created. And you cannot merit to connect to that deep source of this gift itself which comes before the world, mitzat ha It cannot be accessed from success. You have to hit a dead end in order to really access it. Rak mitzat ha-chasarin. Through connections to tefillah. It's, uh, it's tzaddik. It's classic or tzaddik. So again, so, so the, the, the uninitiated might say from this, I should do an Avera. Okay. Baruch Hashem, we do enough Averis, I think we don't have to, like, you know, come up with, uh, you know what I'm saying? There's enough to do tshuva on, there's enough to daven for. That's what Sadiq is saying. Davening is l'chatchila. That's how you get these, this oymik ratios. Yeah? Commenting here on Sadiq with Tumoy as opposed to Balchuva. So, it's... I want to say the next sentence, that only the Balchuva can... Balchuva, Yeah, no, this is part of Sadiq's worldview. It's part of his worldview where this... This, this, um, this essential power of the Balchuva, Ulovava, Yav, and Vishav, through that, the, the Balchuva is really connected to a much higher place than the Tzaddik. 100%. This is, this is, this is, for something is really our whole existence that reaches us. 
Right. So let me ask a question then. Be moist on Mashiach when we have quote unquote everything. Yeah. What are we longing for? Yeah, yeah. Yom Chefetz, right? Yom Shem Bem Chefetz. There is... Is that something that will have a slap in the So, I'll tell you like this. There's a, there's a cloud we have from the Rashash, and uh, it's, it's a much larger discussion, obviously, but it's uh, rooted in very, very deep places that everything is relative. In other words, right now, from our place, when we envision Yomai Mashiach, we see it as a time that there's nothing to long for. There's no... Like, you, you've, now, you've, you've now done it. There's nothing to daven for anymore. But in the writings of Rashash, we find that everything is relative. When we actually will be in Yomayisim Mashiach, of course, we'll be in a place that's much greater and beautiful and true and sure than now. But even in that place, there's, we will then see madregas that are above us, and there'll still be room for davening. But if you're in the realm of being safe, you can never feel like you Exactly, it's always oh. right? So Deacon don't have menuch in the next world, right? So there's truth there. That's why even, even the Baltanya. Baltanya famously in Sefer Tanya is, is built on this that there's different types of neshamas, right? There's uh, Rishayim, okay? And there's, let's put that to the side, but there's Sadiqim and Bainim, right? What's a, what's a Bainini? The whole Sefer is really, a, uh, you know, trying to teach you how to be a good Bainini. A Bainini is someone that has a Yetzirah, okay? But he also has a Yetzirah, and they're both active. They're both awake, and they're both telling you what they want you to do, and it's up to you to decide. And Abaini will should always make the right decision, but he has that inner struggle, right? What's a tzaddik? A tzaddik is someone that doesn't that the Yitzhar is either obliterated or it's dormant. There's no voice inside telling him to do anything wrong. That's how, that's how the Baal Tanya puts it. There's a piece in Lakut Maran where Rabbi Nachman references the Tanya, and he says that even though what the Tanya says is absolutely true, but you should know that's only from the Bainis perspective. When you're actually in the Madrig of Tzaddik, then you'll feel within yourself also a Yetzirah. It's just that the Yetzirah of the Tzaddik to the Baini is the Yetzirah Taif, mm-hmm. right? But in, in the world of Tzaddik, there's always going to be a Tzaddik. Otherwise, uh, there's always a Mulchama. There's always a Mulchama. So uh, the same way with Mashiach. My Mashiach will be moving from Baini to Tzaddik. So from out, when, as Bainim right now, as like real Bainim right now, Halvai, and we look at that reality of Mashiach, which is called the Madrig of a Tzaddik, where there is no Yetzirah, we think, okay, so there's nothing to do. You just sit back. And that's how the, in the Baltanya, in Sefer Tanya, which is coming from the perspective of Bainim, he describes that what is the Tzaddik doing all day? So he says, it's, he, it's, it's a Havba Tanugim. He's, he's experiencing Olam Haba in this world. But Rabbi Nachman, Maybe I, whatever. Rabbi Nachman is 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 coming from that piece. He's coming from the vantage point of the tzaddik himself, and in that place of tzaddik himself, of course, he's not struggling with the baini dikinyanim, but he also has an avoda. And so Yemais Mashiach, within Yemais Mashiach, there's also going to be alias after alias. It's all uh, in the writings of Rosh, We find this in Nahar Shalom. There's a sentence. See, it, it's 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 a very interesting thing. Okay. When, when you compare the the Gain wrote a lot about Mashiach, the Gain, the Lashem, Mamish, all their tires are revolving around Mashiach. In, in the Rashash, he doesn't talk about Mashiach too much. Mamish, a couple lines here and there. But what's interesting is, is the writings of the Gra and the writings of the Lashem, when they talk about Mashiach, they talk about Mamish like, like Tzaddik versus Bainis. But a different unit, Mamish, everything is Masukin as Skival. Yom Bem In the Rashash, the Rashash says, no, the Rashash says that all 6,000 years, that will eventually lead to, you know, uh, and so on. It's all just one madrega up. 
Full madrega up. Then you have yeah, countless more madregas. In, in the writings of Rashash, if you didn't know Mashiach, if you didn't like believe in Mashiach, like you've never heard of it before, and you read the Rashash, I don't know why you, 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 you'd be such a person, but it's such a thing. If you read the Rashash without knowing what, what Mashiach is, you'd think, okay, fine, it's like just a, like a Shabbos, okay, it's like one, one step up. It's not, uh, you know, it's not like the culmination of what. That's why, you know, just, it's a better, you know, one, one, just like Shabbos is better than the six days of the week. Hey, it's Mashiach. Is a, but it's one step on the ladder. So which one is it? It's, 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 it's the theory of relativity. It, it depends on where you're looking from. From the perspective of Golis, Mashiach is the tzaddik. It's, it's the culmination of everything. When you're in that place, then you realize, no, no, it's just one step of this infinite scale. But again, what you're struggling with at that time is much more subtle and much nicer than what you're struggling with as a pure baini. So, um, yes, that's what, there's always going to be tefillah. I think that's what, there's always going to be tefillah. Yes. No, that, that's, by the way, that's how you answer all the stiras and all the hisnagdas. It's not, they're not, there's no machlaikas. They're just coming from different mechinas. They're coming from different, their neshamas were coming from different kufas, different inyanim, and they were just describing the same thing from different vantage points. There's no machlaikas in that way. That, that's, that, that, that's this, in Pinim Satara, that's the solution to uh, all these machlaikas, and it's just a matter of timing. Everyone had, every tzaddik had their generation, even though, even though you had the Grah and the, ba- and, the, and the Rashash literally living at the same tkufa, they were coming from different places. Their Shosh and Hashamas were coming from different places. They, had, they were different generations, and, and there's such a, um, such a phenomenon. But, uh, the, the, the last part, the, the, the tzaddik basically answered the Zayr, why, um, that oh, very good. Yeah, yes, I mentioned. So, why does the Zara have to throw in that line of, on by the way, because that's what the heart is. That's the identity. The meaning of the heart is embodied by Davin Melech, the Daviner, the Balchuva. That's what the Davin Melech is. No? So the more we learn about what the Beis Megdish is, the more we'll be Zaycha to uh, be Masavol over it and be Zaycha to be Raya Vivinyana.